Hello, pleasure lovers, and welcome to another podcast on Pleasure Talks. Today, we have the amazing guest, Alexandra Jo Hastings, an amazing friend of mine that I cannot wait to tell you guys about this juicy podcast I'm ready for you guys. <laughs> uh, we're going to be talking about plant medicines, cannabis, um, metaphysical energies and conscious relationships and hopefully tantra as well so get your joints ready get ready for a really fun episode on pleasure so yeah i'm antoinette gomez your host just as another disclaimer we are not here to tell you how to treat cure or use cannabis for any specific ailment we're basically here at pleasure peaks and pleasure talks sharing the stories from women themselves on cannabis and sexual health related issues so thank you guys again for listening to another episode i know the last one we did was on endometriosis with Kristen mcrobbie and it went really well so I'm excited for this new one. So let's dive right in because me and Alexandra go way back. So I'm so happy and excited to catch up with you, love. So excited that you're here. How are you today? I'm well. Thank you so much. And it's so nice to be here. You know, I was looking forward to this all day. And, um, you know, before pushing record, Antoinette asked me to let go of my day. And it was just so beautiful. And it just made me kind of connect to that you know energy between us and that connection and just tuning in you know so thank you for that my day is good thank you love yes i think we can we're so like-minded and how i feel that we connect with our own bodies (laughs) and how we connect with our (laughs) with our like true essence and being and i and i'm just so excited for you to be here today because spirituality and you know sexuality are something that I just love talking about and love reflecting on and growing with like personally within my own spiritual growth I find it so much intertwined with cannabis and my sexuality so I'm excited for you to come here today so just a bit as an icebreaker I wanted to you know have your story your story shared with the world and I wanted to hear how did you really discover cannabis how did Alexandra find cannabis or plant medicines really that helped you find this journey that you're on now (laughs) well you know I think those two stories that you asked actually now that I'm reflecting on it as you say it are actually really aligned I remember as a kid I actually found my dad's stash in the garage like so old like up in the rafters of the garage I don't even know what I was looking for and he was like where did you get like I didn't even know where I put this and he wasn't mad like he was okay with me questioning plants and you know growing up it was um kind of messy in high school and he was like no I'd much prefer you have some weed rather than go out and get drunk with your friends like you don't need to be doing that so there was always this safety with plants where he almost like preferred it for me you know he was just like it's safer for you you know you have a good time like this is this is it and I'll get it for you so it's safe like so that really made me comfortable with exploring my consciousness and healing from you know trauma sexual traumas death passing all these things um you know, I was in environments where plant medicines were there and in my awareness and people were talking about them and exploring ways of themselves that I hadn't seen before but felt very familiar. Like I remember feeling home and I just remember having this epiphany on the beach 
in Thailand, of course, getting my yoga teacher training. Um, I love a good cliche. <laughs> and uh, I had this awareness. I was like, you know, answer the way of healing. I was 23 years old and I was just fresh out of two months of homeward ready private mental health hospital for an inpatient PTSD program. And it just made so much more sense. Like I remember being shamed for leaving on the weekends and having my urine tested and then making me feel shame over something. And it was the only thing allowing me to move through the triggers of the emotional healing and that process. Wow, that's beautiful. I love that how you were so, it was so open to you by your parents, just like, you know, it's so much healthier than, you know, getting drunk. Like it was already such a positive thing in your life at a very young age and how it slowly, slowly bloomed into something even bigger into healing, into, you know, learning more about yourself and reflection later on in your life. That's so amazing. Cause I know a lot of people can't really reflect like that. Um, like I know me personally, I remember my father would always be like, don't smoke pot. It's not good for you. <laughs> it's not good for us. It's not good for our genes. You know, it makes us all crazy. Um, funny enough, now he like, you know, consumes cannabis and he loves it. It's different, different story now. But before I, I always had such a bad uh, viewpoint on cannabis and it really came after like my own self searching that I found it in a positive light. So that's very interesting. And yeah, and tying it into your yoga class, of course, uh, Ganja <laughs> Yoga. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. I remember the first one I ever taught, uh, we overdid it a little bit with the vape and it was the, oh, I laughed so hard. We all laughed so hard that entire class. It was beautiful. <laughs> I love ganja yoga. I was always amazed what thoughts would be so present when I was taking ganja yoga for like the first few times, I guess. I kind of found yoga only through ganja yoga, to be honest. Um, it was my first time introduction really to yoga, but I was always shocked on how therapeutic it really was for me, you know? Yeah, I remember that like four hour, five hour, six hour session that would happen on Fridays at Ganja Yoga and it was on a Friday night and I remember feeling so good about my night you know and what I had done with myself coming out of this space at like two in the morning feeling so enlightened and connected to myself um yeah yeah, I absolutely love those classes. I think it was name of Sean who used to teach the classes. And they used yeah, to and there were offerings, little berries and journals. And yeah, it would just be the sacred place of people exactly bringing offerings, bringing dark chocolate and bringing blueberries and, you know, so lush, and hours and hours of yoga uh, and breathing and <laughs> reflection. It was such a portal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's actually beautiful. So I wanted to get a little bit deeper into plant medicines and um, just hear how that has really grown for, for you, um, you know, tr starting with cannabis. But um, I know you deal with like a lot of other plant medicines and just wanted to hear your aspect as a very conscious and I think very aware um, woman that you are how that has really affected your life. And if you can't add it specifically towards your sex life, but just also as your over, overall your life because of these medicines. 
Yeah, and to start that off, I want to say that the interesting thing about sacred sexuality that I've been learning, especially, you know, in conscious partnership after taking a lot of time to do on my own, it's like a lot of sacred sexuality isn't even sex. It's the processing and the understanding and the connectedness and the truth and everything before it um, that gets to that moment. Um, so just with plant medicines in regards to my sex life, um, full disclosure, if you know me or work with me or, you know, have seen any of my messaging online, you'll know that I'm very much a advocate for sexual health and consciousness and trauma healing. Um, I myself went through sexual trauma as a child. It's just been, you know, when I went to Homewood, I really thought that I'd be going there to deal with my parents passing so young, but it just was everything to do with the emotional, spiritual blockages that come with that kind of abuse. And, you know, in a world of me too's, you know, I think it's so important to acknowledge, you know, some of the deep narratives that can come, you know, with that. And so I use, you know, the wisdom of plant medicines and the understanding that comes with it of natural law and energy and masculine feminine. And of course, I myself am, you know, I identify as female, I'm in a partnership with a male. So just so everyone's listening know when I say masculine and feminine, like, we all have masculine and feminine energy within us, regardless of how you identify, of what parts you have, who you're with, um, you know, my beliefs and many others, many elders and teachers and you know, wisdom keepers. But um, so yeah, just so everyone knows, I like to kind of say that so nobody um, you know, misunderstands or maybe thinks I need something that I don't so just to be clear on that so it really helps me understand masculine feminine energy you know sitting with plant medicines and understanding their wisdom it puts me in my humility it puts me face to face with the things that I've been through and how it affects my life today and what I bring into partnerships and also what my worth is and what I'm willing to receive and it's just it teaches me that life itself is ceremonial and even when smoking in cannabis you know I love watching my partner roll not split because I know that as he's rolling this he's like saying prayers and he's putting love into it and he brings it over to me and there's a smile on his face and we connect and you know one of my favorite things to do is sit with him and do that and maybe just hold each other and breathe and stretch with one another and roll around and have this safe space to create the emotional intimacy and vulnerability that we need, you know, especially for me going through trauma, like it brings up so much in the bedroom. And one of my mantras, you know, lately has been, I only care about feeling good, you know? And then another one, um, what was it? I've been saying it to myself. Um, oh, it'll come to me. This happens sometimes when I'm in a flow. It's like there and all of a sudden my mind's going. I love that. I only care about feeling good. <laughs> because when you've experienced trauma, like you, any little thing, especially like if the irony of this is when you truly find someone that you can be open and vulnerable with and share deep, intimate, conscious partnership, all of it comes back up again in a new way because now you're learning to share and be the most vulnerable with someone that you love. And so all those abandonment issues and all those things your fears and insecurities, they're right at the surface because all of a sudden you really care about this person and you don't want them to go anywhere. 
and the shame is, is right there, like at the front. Um, so yeah, I find that, you know, a lot of our, we have some date nights, especially like we're out here in the jungle, so we have to get creative. And so sometimes we plan each other's date nights and the last one I planned, um, you know, I, you know, I made it a ceremonial space. I cleaned the house, I made dinner, I got, I, you know, I groomed myself, you know, because it like releases all those courage endorphins and, um, he came over and, and we rolled a joint and sat and I was like, I have a date night planned. We did, um, you know, sexual kundalini, we did sex kundalini naked. And then we listened to some Abraham Hicks on um, something that I chose about understanding the energy of, you know, abuse and, and things that could help him understand me in a more vulnerable way. And then we wrote these beautiful letters to each other, like just, you know, asking for forgiveness for all the things that we had been through. Because if you've, you know, been with someone that way, you know, stuff comes up and fight and stuff to work through. And so we let all that go and we had such a beautiful night. Like it was the most connected day I had ever felt. And it was such a beautiful, transcendent, cosmic moment when I allowed myself to let go and be there fully present, like giving and receiving and being okay and excited about my, all my wants, needs and desires, which was so new to me. Um, so yeah. That's, I, I forget the question. I went, that happens. I'm sorry. I love it. I love it. I love it. How, like the question is really like, how has it really affected your sex life? And I think what it really comes down to is that it's, it's healing and it's juicy and it's worth it. You know, it's and like, it's fun. and it's so much fun. You know, it's as, it's as much fun as you really want to make it like you and your partner making dates, even though you guys are in the jungle, just so you listeners know, she's all the way in Costa Rica, which is amazing. It is a beautiful jungle down there. But of course, you'd have to get creative when it comes to dating. Um, I love what you said when it really came down to you, you know, having that conscious relationship, but also just like how you're healing, but the other person is also there for your healing. That's kind of what I got out of it. And like, I feel mm -hmm. that being able to share that healing with somebody just makes that relationship even that much more juicier and that much more vulnerable and open and it's absolutely beautiful the places that you can go while just opening up those types of conversations so I absolutely love what you're doing and um, it kind of leads me to my next question which is like how has cannabis and plant medicines affected your relationships I love that you guys are doing kundalini yoga it's so much fun if you guys haven't tried it at home do um if not, we also have Tantra Cannabis Couple Retreats. And also, Pleasure Peaks is having this awesome virtual retreat coming up in May, which I'm so excited for you guys. It's all about Tantra and bringing more pleasure into your home. So if you're interested on that, please do check it out. Um, but yeah, coming back to this relationships and having forming conscious relationships with plant medicines, how do you feel that it has really helped you in that area? Um, well, you know, um, and um, I just want to take a moment to thank my beautiful partner. Like he actually, he sent me a beautiful voice note this afternoon after he saw a post that I shared that we would be speaking tonight, coincidentally on 420. And, um, <laughs> he sent me this beautiful voice note just saying how proud he was of me and how happy he is that I can, you know, share this parts of these parts of me with grace and in respect to him, but also like you know, to show others 
moved away and he was just so honored and happy about me and so I just wanted to say take a second to say thank you because you know I think it's important when we share deep intimate things like this that we you know create positive vibrations and imprints and that means that when we're sharing you know, to respect everyone who's a part of this a big part of this so I just wanted to take a second to say um, beautiful and honoring your partner for who they are right exactly and that's the thing about plant medicines you know when we met he had never sat before and um the red road is a big part of my life so peyote and chuma and, and um you know these altars they were made by the grandmothers to teach men how to be better men and to teach women how to be better women and how to be honored and you know, everything about it is honoring the feminine. You know, the, the biggest prayer at the end of the night is the blessing made by the water woman. She prays over the water and everyone takes a knee. The men, like the whole thing is for the children and the women. And when you sit, you're sitting there and you're honoring your humility and you're being disciplined and you're honoring one another, respecting one another. And you're also going through your own internal process of the, your these little downloads of blockages in your life or little moments in your life where maybe it was out of alignment or there could have been more compassion or what you need to do to, you know, to leave that ceremony and live ceremoniously with respect to everyone and to the energies, the masculine, the feminine, you know, the roles and the karmic roles in which they play. Um, so it really, what it did, it gave us a better understanding of, our own, of our traumas and who we are as people and it, it teaches you how to respect one another in a way where it's just it's I can't explain it it's just understanding natural law and living consciously and harmoniously with masculine and feminine balance yin yang like you know a lot of teachers say that we've lived so many lives and of course we've embodied both masculine and feminine but to be completely in balance we need to be living as feminine and have both our masculine and feminine balance living is masculine both masculine and feminine feminine balanced and understanding of each so that has been just so transformative you know seeing my partner show up and release his fears and insecurities and most of all the ego even myself you know like there's generate not to get to you know but there's generations of like patriarchal stuff it's just oppressed women and even men too, you know, not allowed to feel and cry and accept their humility and be in their ego and say that they're wrong and learn from another man, you know? So it's just, it's this beautiful way of life that creates more emotional intimacy with all relations. And that plays a big role in the way that we come together to work as a team. I love that emotional intimacy and, you know, the playing with the masculine and feminine energy. And I feel cannabis like has a spirit too, you know, like, sorry, but she's the feminine mother, you know, she's healing and she's love and she's playfulness and nurturing, you know, and just got to connect to it and talk to her. <laughs> yeah. And it can put us into a very, you know, feminine state and so, and sometimes even a very masculine state, depending on whatever you're smoking, but um, I think it just lets us honor the other side, the polarity, the, mm -hmm. the yin and yang to this life that we're in together, this or this relationship that we're in together. I feel like it just gives us a whole 
connection of, of a, of a whole other energetic field, which is so beautiful to share with a partner. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I really just, I think, shines through when, it, when we talk about masculine and energy. Uh, I know we, I think that definitely shows in Tantra. I, I, like, I'm a huge lover of Tantra and playing with my masculine fem- and feminine energies just because I find that I'm such a dynamic switch. <laughs> and um, I, I love to play with them. But yeah, I think cannabis it just definitely helps me play between those roles a lot more easier and just give into my own indulgences or my own pleasures just that much more and sharing it with a partner like kundalini yoga or yeah, <laughs> or like tantric um, practices like erotic massages or mm-hmm. tantric breathing as a partner. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love all of that type of juiciness. Have you have any experience with Tantra or obviously with Kundalini Yoga, but what are your thoughts on sexual conscious, conscious sexual, I guess, practices with plant medicines? So, yeah, so I definitely, um, I definitely um, practice Tantra breathing regularly. That's actually part of, has played a big part in my healing. Um, for that sexual mm-hmm. woundedness and shame. Um, and so I've personally done a lot of work with that that I've, you know, slowly been integrating um, into my practices with my partner. And um, I think, you know, when it comes to Tantra and practice, um, I think there's so many layers of it that I'm still exploring. And it's really exciting um, to be honest, actually, you're rhyming off some of the things that were going on, the beautiful offerings you guys have. And I was like, that actually, like, I want to do that. Um, because as now I'm getting more and more comfortable again with my sexuality, um, it's just, it's reopening all these things. And I think for a long time, and there's, of course, other things, you know, not just Tantra in that, that I'm excited to, you know, move into and get into that juiciness. So you say, um, but I think it's just, you know, it allows me to accept my humanness and my taboos and just my willingness to ask for what I want and be present and um, show that vulnerability to do things like the Tantra. So, yeah. Yeah, it definitely helps. I love can I love consuming cannabis beforehand just to get me into mm-hmm. that mind frame of allowing myself to receive pleasure. But ever since I've done it, every, every time I do it, cause it's a practice, it's like yoga, you know, like sometimes maybe some months you're not doing it as often and you kind of slip up, but every time I pick it back up again, I'm always just at such an awe at how juicy life really is and how much we don't really take in every simple pleasure that we get every day. So mm, exactly. Yeah, and this quarantine has been such a stressful time around the world, this vibration that we're all carrying. So I've been definitely taking advantage of going inward and practicing more of the Tantra, and I definitely recommend it for anybody that's lacking some joy or pleasure because it just it's something that we can do for ourselves and we don't mm-hmm. really need anything, and it's so healing for our our health in our bodies. So there's really no reason not to do it, but yeah, it definitely helps with cannabis. Yeah. And I love that you mentioned that. And it actually just like, you know, there is a practice that I've been doing, you know, that's been infused with cannabis for a long time and very actually conducive to all of my sexual healing and openness. And that is 
you know, cannabis and yoga, you know, with the yin and restorative, you know, hip openers, heart openers. I owe a lot of my trauma release to those practices. You know, we hold things that we hold on to in our fascia, you know, around our muscles so that when we can be comfortable and release and let go and let our central nervous system calm down and our body release, like we can show up, you know, in those places with more safety and openness and willingness and joy and pleasure. Most definitely. Ganja yoga definitely saved my life. (laughs) (laughs) And just so you listeners know, um, Tantra is a form of yoga. So it's definitely, if you want to ease your way into it, trying yoga for the first time or ganja yoga is definitely a great place to start for just nurturing yourselves. Um, Yeah, definitely would recommend. (laughs) Do you have any uh, recommendations for for just adding more juiciness into our lives? Like what's your favorite stream? Like how do you like to consume? How do you like to enjoy pleasure with these types of medicines at home? Um, So definitely I am a sativa girl (laughs) with a higher CBD count than THC. Um, You know, I tend to get a little bit into my mental space that I don't want to be in when um, the ratio is different, when there's more THC than CBD. Um, So that's definitely, I I mean, I'm trying to think of a strain. Um, Unfortunately, out here, I don't really have, (laughs) I don't really have the luxury of picking my (laughs) strains as much. Um, We'll say that. And, um, but I have, I will say that I do enjoy um, edibles when it comes to body and touch. I find that ingesting it that way just creates a different sensation in my body, almost as if I've had some hash. And it just, everything is just so vivid and I love it. (laughs) I love, yes, edibles are amazing. Just for that whole body and just like whole cerebral effect. It's just everything, Mm -hmm. you know, it just really gets all in there and it's a whole experience. And, um, yeah, and there's so many things that you can do with it, especially for this quarantine. If you've never had edibles before, this is the perfect time <laughs> to try them. I've been like baking so much lately, just like tons of vegan brownies with chickpeas, with lots of infused coconut oils. I've been absolutely loving it. <laughs> so I wanted to hear more Amazing. about you and Costa Rica and what you're doing down there and you know because I know you already work with plant medicines yourself and um, are a huge advocate of just healing and I wanted to hear more about your work and what you're doing down there and yeah if if there's cannabis involved of course. (laughs) Yeah thank you. Um, So yeah it kind of all fell into place a few years ago you know I've been on this healing path for a lot of my life, um, more Western up until 23, as mentioned, you know, in the beginning of this chat. Um, and, you know, I just, I was in the city and I had my own studio little practice in Kensington and I was doing Reiki and healing and um, lymphatic massage and Reiki massage. And I was doing events at places like Soho and I was just all over the city and it just, something fell out of alignment. And I was just like, this isn't conducive. I don't know. It it just didn't feel right. Um, You know, I had a media company producing a blog for me and it just kind of was going to my head, I think. And then, so I just kind of 
this, I made a decision and uh, actually it was because of my dog, the main reason I was like, I think my dog wants to go to the beach. And so, you know, it's a long story as to how it ended up being Nosara Costa Rica, mm -hmm. but regardless, I just had a good feeling about it. I was like, I'm just going to move there. Never have been to Costa Rica before. It feels like that place is my vibe. I think it has everything I want there. I think. And um, so slowly. I remember you making the switch. It was such a big, it almost feels like it was just yesterday, but I remember you, you know, taking that big leap and doing it yourself and you were so excited. And ever since yeah. it sounded and looks like it's turned out amazing. Yeah, it's been quite a journey. You know, I got here and I had given away all of my stuff and quit all of my contracts and gotten rid of, you know, it just, I completely was like, I'm out. And I went with my dog and I sat in the jungle and I was like, okay, creator, like, what am I supposed to do? I thought I knew, but that wasn't, that didn't feel right. Um, and so I knew that, of course, I wanted to continue my work of healing and, you know, spiritual psychotherapies and energy work and trauma release and, and all and definitely plant medicine. It's a big reason I felt called to Costa Rica as well. And I remember it was actually my first ceremony. I was sitting in and I prayed to creator. And I was like, you know, I really thought I knew and I'm willing to do whatever you want me to do. Um, but please show me. <laughs> and not a couple days later, my first, you know, quote unquote coaching client ever reached out to me. She had said that she was just scouring the internet looking for me because at that point I had deleted everything um, off of my social huh. and just gone dark and just to refresh because I was just in 2D. And um, she was like, I found you. And she's like, I need, I just, I had a dream about you. And I feel like you're going to help me through some stuff I'm working through. And like, will you work with me? And I'm like, well, I'm Costa Rica. And she was like, well, and then I heard the creator can be like, you just asked me to show you the path. And all of a sudden, the first thing I knew, I had put together a coaching container for her. And the next day she had signed a contract and we started working together. And that was it. And it's just been this magical journey ever since of finding and curating this package of mine and, and, you know, offering it to women to heal their inner child aligned with their chakras. Um, because a lot of the inner child, we experience that stuff really young and we begin to get stuck in these narrative loops of, you know, unhealthy things that we play out or, you know, for, you know, lack of better words, ma keep manifesting into our lives. And I just, it, the first couple times we did it, I was like, wow, this is, I, every time a container closed and, or an aha moment or breakthrough happened, I was equally as shocked as I wasn't because it was just so powerful. And um, now I've transformed that into group healing sessions online. Um, I was supposed to be hosting my first retreat, my first solo retreat here, but that's been pushed back. It's actually still open. Um, and now the women in this group we're doing a impromptu free extra coaching until that retreat happens at the end of July, fingers crossed, sending out that love that we heal. Um, so it's turned into something really magical. And yeah, it's just, it enables me to follow all of my paths, you know, the red road and learning the medicine ways and the songs and energies. And, and then at the same time, you know, I very much, there's a teacher in Toronto who I just love and adore and respect so much, Dr. Master Shigong Shaw, and they have a very powerful online school and community. So I do my best to stay involved with everything. And I've designed my life in a way where, you know, half my day is learning and sitting there and, you know, on courses and with teachers and, you know, just being part of nature as well. And 
So I, uh, yeah, it's what I'm doing. I'm just doing what I feel like I'm supposed to do. I love it. You're being of service. You're being, you know, following your calling. You're doing Mm -hmm. what feels right. And I think that's one of the best things that you can do with your time here. Yeah. And it's interesting too, because before all this, I was in the world of marketing and PR and um, it's really allowed me to kind of pull everything together because as I raise my vibration and do this more and more and heal with my partner and open my heart and feel more abundance and more joy and ultimately as I feel more love, you know, I have more vibrational space to hold. And so now I'm also like helping women, you know, develop their services and offer their teachings and feel empowered to go online and share their message, creating positive information and vibrations. And it's just kind of, I, I don't know if you know your human design. Um, if you don't, I, I truly suggest figuring it out. It's this beautiful way of understanding ourselves that integrates all the Eastern practices and astrology. Um, and so my energy is a projector, which means when I'm invited into a space, that's when I have, I think I said it today on a client call or an intake call. I said, you know, you've asked me to be on the phone with you. So I know that energetically I have permission to quote unquote, just go there. Um, so I feel like, you know, when you ask me what I do and being of service, I feel like it's such a beautiful lesson to just do what people ask, you know, and and what you're capable of doing. So that's kind of what I'm doing. I'm just showing up with whatever is asked of me. And it's, to be honest, made my life very easy. (laughs) I love it. It's so beautiful. And I love how just simple it is. You know, I try to keep my life simple as well and just continue to do what I truly love and just be happy. <laughs> you know, I've really, yeah, I really, that is the ultimate goal in life. Obviously it's subjective, but I think that it's a truly beautiful life that you can create for yourself if you really want to. Yeah, it's beautiful. We can all have any life that we desire. And I think that's what's happening right now in the collective. This conversation kind of shifted, but we're all just realizing the value of our time and energy and what we want to be putting into it. And that, you know, coming back to this, we all want to experience joy. We all want to play. We all want to be present. And for a lot of people, cannabis is that. It helps them open that, you know, like it's considered a necessity right now for a reason. And I think there's a whole wave of people waking up to plant medicine consciousness, whether it be cannabis or any other medicine, even herbs, you know, like putting a mud face mask on your face right now because you can't maybe go for a walk in the earth, you know, grounding, connecting to Pachamama and yourself. So, yeah. Yeah. There's so many ways that we can do it and it's just intention at the end of the day. So um, just closing off here, I was wondering, do you have any amazing tips for our listeners for healing, for pleasure, for joy, for sexual health? Is there anything that you wanted to leave with our listeners that they could probably benefit from? Yeah, I wanted to just reiterate how important it is for you to have emotional safety, you know, within your life, um, within sharing with your partner. Because it's within that vulnerability of you being able to look at what you need to heal and be open about it and, you know, be there for yourself. And then in turn, let them, let someone be there for you and learning about your own projections. And, you know, I think a lot of healing has to do with 
with yourself, it has to do with radical self-love and acceptance. And then continued with partnership, it has a lot to do with humility, you know, because I'm at the point in my healing where I'm doing my best to acknowledge my insecurities and my triggers and not project that onto him. And so I'm, you know, being in my humility saying, I don't want to bring this, you know, into my relationship. So I pray for healing. Um, so I would say just focusing on feeling safe to, you know, be real with yourself. And if that means asking for help and asking for support, that's great. You know, I've had support my entire life, you know, being, you know, being in this place, it's taken a long time, a lot of energy, a lot of money, a lot of quote unquote hard, uncomfortable conversations, but it's the safety in having those uncomfortable conversations where the healing is and whether that's with yourself or a partner or an ex or, an, you know, someone who may have harmed you or anything at all. So I would say first and foremost, figure out what you need to feel safe and ask for someone to help you if you don't know what that means. I love that so much because I don't think many of us really take in how much that really weighs on us, you know, if we don't have it or, you know, until we realize that we do have it. It's the, if you really feel safe in your environment and with your partner, it's, it's going to be very dramatically different, whereas you don't and very limiting. So I can definitely relate to that, especially with like my past partners from partner to partner. I can just kind of reflect on how different it could be. But yeah, thank you so much for sharing that tip with us. <laughs> yeah, of course. Thank you. And, and you know, I have like, I'm sitting here and there's just so much I could say even about that. So yeah, it's an important one. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being our second um, episode of our Pleasure Talk Thank podcast. you. I'm so excited for this and for women around the world to hear stories and just know that we're not alone and that we are all very much like-minded and, you know, going through similar things and how healing is so important and how cannabis is. It's freedom. It's liberation. It's radical salt. It's everything. Exactly. And mm -hmm. it's so empowering. And just how cannabis has changed my life dramatically and so many women that I have met just by sharing stories that I just love absolutely doing this every day. So if you love this episode, definitely uh, keep listening. We have Dr. Carolina Caroline Hartridge. Um, she is a OBGYN and we're going to be talking about cannabis and sexual health with her as well. So stay tuned and yeah, keep um, looking forward to seeing you guys soon. <laughs> Hopefully when we can get these podcasts on the road again and you know, build some more communities out there. So until next time, lovers, take care. Ciao. Thank you. Bye.